Hi everybody, it's me, Travis. Thank you so much for listening. Um, what you are about to hear is the live schmanners that we just recorded down in Orlando. Oh, and it was such a hoot. Thank you to everybody who came out. It was an absolute blast. Um, we had a wonderful time. And thank you to everybody who came to Dragon Con and to my events. It was very supportive. Um, real quick, before we get going, a couple things I wanted to remind you. One, on the 8th, uh, we are doing a show in London. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets for that yet, you can go to bit.ly slash London. And um, also, um, we're doing the New York Comic Con show, uh, a Schmanners, and also a Travis and Friends with Janet Varney and Jean Grey and Jonathan Colden and Paul and Storm and the Double Clicks and a whole lot of people. Um, and you can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash NYCC. Um, and also just a quick reminder that there won't be an episode next week, uh, because we will be traveling, uh, but we sure do hope you enjoy this episode, so here we go! Hey, Teresa, what's the name of this podcast again? Are you kidding me? It's Manners! In Orlando, I am your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? You know, I think that I did okay on the R part. Mm-hmm. Did I? Did I? Did oh, I yeah, okay? you hit it. Okay. Yeah. He made me Arr, practice several kidding? times yeah. backstage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I am a perfectionist, and I love my pirate wife. I don't think you know what that means. Nope. Um, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you all listened to today's episode of my of uh, Schmanners that we put out. So tired. So tired. So about 12 hours ago, <laughs> we put out an episode that we recorded in the closet of our Disney World hotel room while BB slept. Because (laughs) we spent the week uh, perpetually forgetting that we needed to put an episode out. So last night, after four days at Disney Parks (laughs) and one day at a Universal Park, because I gotta see that Harry we Potter. We gotta see Harry Potter. We recorded gotta an episode in a closet. And I went back and listened to it uh, when I was editing it, and I sounded so tired. <laughs> Like basically, we we, sounded so. Our body posture, if you were just going by the sound of our voice, was like this, (laughs) and that would be accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are. So we've gone from closets to this beautiful theater. Lovely. Um, I also want to say that uh, both uh, some of my extended family, including my nanny, 
and uh, Teresa's parents are here. So this one better be a banger. Well, and also I forgot that Paul's intro included the word horny. (laughs) So that's just a fun thing that I went through backstage. And here we are. So uh, we, we, you know, whenever we are doing live shows in places, we try to pick something that is thematically appropriate. Yes. And we've already done... Uh, like theme parks, and we've mm-hmm, done like mm-hmm, beaches, and mm-hmm. we've done pools. Yeah, uh, we've done. I think we did resorts. Mm. Oh, we could have done that, oh. but instead, we picked something that is a fascination to me, and it is both thematically appropriate for Florida and also for Disney, and that's pirates. You uh, might say. One might say. Now. How do pirates relate to etiquette? How do pirates relate to etiquette, Teresa? Let me tell you, Travis. Okay. (sighs) So, um, you may have watched these movies. They're called The Pirates of the Caribbean. They get progressively worse. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean in theaters nine times. Eight of those were on dates with eight different women. There it because is. Because I wanted to see the movie a bunch. The whole date was spent with me on the seat back, like, and then I'm like, hey, do you want to make out? And I'm like, shut up. Jack Sparrow is talking. Sounds and about look right. at me now, wearing eyeliner. Okay. Um, and one of the things that is a recurring theme in those movies, is the idea of the pirate code. Now, according to the movies, uh-huh. the code is leave... Oh, wait. No. Leave, no, don't leave a pirate behind unless you have to, I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, sounds about right. Right? That's what it is. Like, <laughs> it's like, don't leave a pirate behind. Well, we had to leave him behind. Well, that's the code. Wait. What? Okay. Um, but the real pirate code, and there is a real pirate code, um, is so much more than that. Um, and, and, and it's surprisingly restrictive, right? Exactly, exactly, and we'll get into that. But the idea of a kind of made-up code, that's what manners is, you guys. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> that was uh, my hair flying off. <laughs> that was okay. a dumb joke. I'm a dad now. So I think that what we need to do first is define what piracy is, um, because I was fascinated. It's when you copy videos. I was fascinated to know that it wasn't what I thought it was. So, um, Travis, Uh tell me about piracy. Okay, actual answer? Actual answer. What I would call piracy is someone who has a ship and uses that ship to attack and often, like, capture goods from other ships. Is that it? And they drank a bunch and party. I don't know. <laughs> like, that seems like the... That, but that's that, that doesn't seem like... That's like saying, define rock star to me, and me saying, like, they play music. I'm like, but also they drink booze. But that's not part of being a rock star. That's just a... So they capture ships, and then they take the goods, and they sell the goods... 
And you know, it's actually, bats. it's a lot more general than that. And I was surprised. Okay. Uh, to be considered piracy, it is a crime that is committed within international waters. That's it. Well, is that now? Yeah. Well, what about back then? Also. <gasps> uh, if it is committed within a country's territorial waters, uh, it's called armed robbery. That tracks. <laughs> and there was also privateering, which was like... Well, yes, which is a different thing. So what I came across are these three terms, piracy, privateering, and buccaneering, right? Can I guess? Ooh, I heard some woos. I think here's, that note Here's what I think it is, know. because I do like pirates a lot. Piracy is committing crimes in international waters, okay. like opening a casino. No? That is pretty much a robbery, so okay. sure. And then uh, privateering is if you are sanctioned by the government of a country to fly their flag and capture ships of the enemy, okay. and then you can keep what you capture from them. Mm, almost, almost. Okay. That's very close. That's and very then close. buccaneering is sailing to capture pirates. No. Oh, I believe it. You were so close. Two out of three, I would say. B that, plus. That's, no, no, don't clap for that. Because that's a 66%, and that's bad. If you went to a restaurant that had a 66% health rating, you would not eat there. So don't cough for me. Go on. And yet, and yet. You, you audience. Okay, so you are correct in privateering, uh -huh. where it is basically like a warship, right? Where it's not part of the official Navy, but it is like contracted captains and crews who go out and they would plunder um, historically Spanish ships. Uh, the, the Spanish Armada was powerful. Yes. I know yes. that from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> a wealth of knowledge, I'm sure. I've learned so much uh, about and, things you can't do. <laughs> and so these, these warships were contracted as privateers for usually, say, uh, Queen Elizabeth, mm -hmm. right? That's the, the ones that we think about, like Sir Francis Drake and Captain Morgan, who was a real person. Can you believe that? And anyway. his blood was rum. <laughs> Um, and so when they would assault usually Spanish ships, they would steal their goods and plunder the ports, and they would get to keep a percentage, right? But most of it had to go back to, if we're talking about, uh, about like Sir Francis Drake, that's the English crown, right? But it, it gave you the ability to still like go back to England and not be like, you know, tried for crimes and stuff. Exactly, because there was this thing that was issued called the Letter of Mark, Right? So you had kind and of a Mark contract. <laughs> M-A-R-Q-U-E. Okay. A Thank weird way to much. spell Mark, but whatever he wants to do. Um, and so you would kind of flash this at your port in England, and they'd be like, oh, you guys are totally cool. So you would get to keep your percentage as deemed by your individual contract, because there were a lot of different contracts. And um, Sir Francis Drake negotiated for higher and higher percentages of his plunder until he became one of the richest men of that time. 
cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so then. I don't know when that time was, if I'm being honest. So, like, that sounds cool, but he might have had a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Buccaneers, right? Buccaneers is more of a uh, regional term for the specific privateers and pirates who were not contracted um, that were around the Caribbean in the 1600s. So what I'm guessing is I might be wrong about thinking that it was because you would kill a pirate and collect their ears and you would get paid a buccaneer. I thought that was yeah. true. No. Okay. That's not it. That's cool. I'll be going. That's a great joke. Dad. I thought that was true. I wasn't making a joke, Teresa. And what it comes from is, like I said, uh, a lot of the ships that were being plundered at the time were Spanish ships. And before Queen Elizabeth um, contracted both Dutch and Englishmen to plunder the Spanish, the French were doing it first. Um, and so the Frenchmen would cook meat over a wooden platform called a boucan. Oh, I see. Wait, was that, hold on, we just got a good ooh response. Was that just because of Teresa's pronunciation? I know. Um, and so, because they had this cooking technique, this group of people who sailed these islands were called buccaneers. Huh. What do you know? Hi, everybody. It's me again. Just a quick interruption to say some thank you notes to our sponsors. We are sponsored this week by Squarespace, uh, who you probably know from the hit website, buttercupisavarygoodgirl.com, uh, which you can check out and is dedicated to our dog, Buttercup, and the fact that she is a very good girl. But the thing is, you can use Squarespace for websites that have nothing to do with your dog. You can use them to showcase your work or publish content, or sell products and services. It's amazing. Um, you can, uh, they have beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality, built-in search engine optimization and analytics, and 24-7 award-winning customer support, and that is no joke. But here's the thing. You don't need to know how to use uh, like coding or HTML or anything like that to make a website. It's all right there. You can do it all with Squarespace and come out with an amazing website. Uh, I use it all the time. I have like five or six websites on Squarespace at this point. Um, so you can go to squarespace.com slash schmanners. That's S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. For a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SCHMANNERS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We are also sponsored this week by Simple Contacts. Uh, support for SCHMANNERS comes in part from Simple Contacts, a convenient way to renew your contacts lens prescription and reorder contacts from anywhere in minutes. Need to renew your prescription? Take a five-minute vision test from your phone or computer. That's right. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. Have an unexpired prescription? Just upload a photo of your doctor's information and order your lenses. It's, I listen, this is all sounds amazing. Like, who has the time to do anything anymore? But now you can do it all with your phone or computer. That's amazing. Now, just to be clear, 
This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. So you should still be doing that. Um, I I love getting my eyes, eyes examined. But if you just need some contacts right away, check this out. And you can get $20 off your first contacts order at simplecontacts.com schmanners or enter the code schmanners at checkout. Okay, great. Now back to the show. Listen, we already know that you love genre movies, film craft, and female filmmakers. So if you love all those things, then by transitive property, you love my podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Hi, I'm film critic April Wolf. Every week, I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their favorite genre film. Each episode covers the filmmaking process, working in the film industry, and just like general geeking out about awesome movies. I've had such great guests like the big sick writer Emily Gordon. To me, indie movies as of late have come to be a catch-all term for a movie that kind of defies genre. Billy Madison and half-baked director Tamara Davis. When a comedian comes and enters onto my set, they're they're just there to be funny and we're all ready and waiting for them to be funny. Horror industry veteran and actor Barbara Crampton. That's where real drama lies for me. What's What's between you and I speaking right now? Where, where are we meeting? And what's the energy that we create between us? And so many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. You never know who you'll run into in Fairhaven, the city under the bubble. Allison Becker. Eliza Skinner. Keith Powell. Mucus-drenched imp monsters. Rob Corddry. Christelle Alonzo. Judy Greer. Grotesquely possessive carnivorous plants. Justin McElroy. Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy. Terrifying, malevolent, sentient beards. John Hodgman. Paul F. Tompkins. Lisa Loeb. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Okay, so what's the code? Okay, okay. So the thing about the code, um, I think that you need just a little bit more background about Pirates the People. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, Maria. Let me tell you about Pirates the People. The pe- colon, colon. <laughs> the People. The People. The You've people. known about Pirates the Robots. <laughs> So a lot of the people who... You know about dog pirates. <laughs> okay, please go on. A lot of the people who became pirates used to be in the navies for the respective sort of empires. That um, makes a lot of sense because like you would, you would uh, in your time and what you knew mm-hmm. was like sailing ships. What you knew was the ocean and you knew how to do that. And... Unless you wanted to open like a merchant thing where I have to imagine with piracy happening, I'm getting a weird echo. Is it better now? Oh no. I imagine. Um, I imagine that with piracy happening, it was not a great idea. Like it wasn't super tempting to open like a merchant shipping thing because like sure oh, because pirates. you really did need the backing of whatever sovereign to have the money to protect your ships but that's not that's not really why people became pirates oh here's another oh sorry i just remembered something interesting that i want to steal from 99 percent invisible more interesting than me no 
but it's just so rare that I know anything. Okay, I'll allow it. Um, for a long, long time. So when they started issuing insurance for merchants, for shipping, what the merchants would do is they would like overload their ships because what they would do is they would insure the crap out of the ship and then if the ship went down, they got paid back. But if the ship made it to port, it was a huge payday for them. And so like ships were sinking left and right for a long time. And so it got instituted this thing called the Plimsoll line. And if you ever see on the side of a ship, it's like a circle with a line through it that basically this dude, whose last name was Plimsoll, passed a law in Britain that that was as low as the ship could sit in the water. Fully loaded. Yeah, fully loaded. And any lower than that, and it was dangerous to sail out. And, and so it was also super scary to work on a, a merchant uh, shipping vessel for a while because they, honest to God, did not care if you died because uh, it would make them more money through insurance than it would if you made it to port. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. That was good. You're welcome. Uh, credit to the podcast 99% Invisible, hosted by Roman Noirs. That's where I learned that from. Okay, so um, where pirates came from? The Navy? Well, when a mommy pirate... <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't. We just can't. That'll be a future episode. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, so the reason why the pirate code exists for these former naval sailors is because in especially the English and the Spanish Navy... It was a complete monarchy as far as a ship goes. The captain is in charge no matter what. He could discipline you. He could take your rations. He could throw you in the brig. He could... Uh, I mean, execute? Execute, yeah, for small offenses. There was really... There were no checks and balances. Like, hey, you burped. If he wanted to. I was choking. I know. And so it was a terrible, like, terrifying place to work. Um, and so what happened was when um, uh, people got out of that, they were like, I've had enough. And they go over to the other side, the pi privateering and pirating and things like that. Um, it became kind of a democratic society. Captains were not just the owners of the ship. They were elected officials within the crew. Um, also, the, um, the second officer was uh, elected as well. And there was kind of a constitution that evolved through these different private ships. And different ships had different um, sort of variations of this code. And this is what the pirate code is in, in simplified terms. So you have the vote of every man shall have an equal vote in affairs of the moment except within combat situations. So the captain can, can tell you what to do, you know, and I would say that it'd be really hard to take a vote when yeah, you're Yeah, that fighting. would be a bad time of like, all right, who wants to shoot back? Was that a hand? Did I see a hand over there? No? Okay. Right. And then the next one was, um, every man shall be called fairly in turn on the list of board of prizes and should not uh, remove, uh, should any man rob another, he shall have his nose and ears slit. Oh. 
Ouch. Snap. So everything was divided equally. And I mean, people got. We've got the weird echo thing again. Yeah. Okay. Um, people got more shares depending upon their rank and such. But um, it was discussed beforehand where, as in the, the navies, they could just garnish your wages, just take them. Because the captain gets to do what he wants. Now, if I remember correctly, was there something in the pirate code about drinking? I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, no gambling on the ship, because that's how fights break out, right? Um, and there was often a curfew, usually about 8 o'clock, which makes sense. It's dark. Yeah. It's dark. You don't want to fall overboard. Um, get the big winds going. Those waves are rocking and rolling. Fall right over the side. But this was agreed upon, so, oh boy. And we'd never know it. Down to Davy Jones locker Please don't. With you. Just okay. don't. I did the R at the R, beginning. yes. No. What fortuitous circumstance, Mr. Turner. Ah, Jack Sparrow. Ah, Davy Jones. Get it all out. That's it. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, you're done. Tortuga, nope. Barbosa. Aye. How about now? Done. Are you sure? Yeah. I can't think of any other names. You were to keep battle ready, so your, uh, your pistols had to be clean. You had to have, like, your cutlass ready. That was your knife and stuff. Um, uh, you weren't allowed to bring your date home. So if you got a date on shore, they had to stay on shore. They could not come on the boat with you. And if you got a date on the ocean, it was probably a manatee. Uh, you were not to desert. And if you deserted your shipmates and you were caught, you could be uh, punished by death or marooning. Mm. Um, any disputes and were to be... you could be marooned up to five times. No. And that's where it's, the band got its name. It's just the once. Oh, I get it. I'll be here all night. Go on. Disputes were to be settled on shore. I assume that's so that you don't, like, shoot up the ship. Yeah, probably. And also, like, blood on the ship. Ooh. Yeah. How Nobody wants to clean out? that up. Uh. Um, and so you, if you were going to have a duel or a fight or whatever, you would do it in port. Um, if you lost a limb, a lot of ships had a workers' comp program. Um, and then, so I talked about shares. So the captain obviously got more shares. The quartermaster or the second... Um, also got more shares. And then there were officers that got like a share and a half. And then the regular crew got shares. Um, so this was all kind of like by conscription. You would sign up. And um, the thing is, though, it was still illegal. <laughs> well, yeah. come on. A lot of cool stuff's illegal. <laughs> So a lot of people, when they signed up, they kind of um, they kind of feigned being made to sign, so that there were witnesses saying, "Well, he didn't really want to do it; we made him do it." Oh, and that old chestnut. Yeah, 
And also, some people didn't even sign their name. They just signed like an X so that they couldn't be traced. And also, a lot of people couldn't write. Sure. I suppose. Um, And then the last one uh, in the sample pirate code that I found said, uh, musicians shall shall have rest on the Sabbath day by right and all other days by favor. Huh. Okay. Now, I asked about booze and I want to talk about it. You asked me about booze? No, I asked Paul about it. Paul? No. um, (laughs) Because I know that that's a thing. That's a thing I've seen before because people think about, especially from the movies and all pirate media, whatever, is like, yeah, pirates are drunk all the time and everything. But like, but that's not really the case. Not when at sea, right? Right. In port, I mean, like, anything goes in port. I think that, like, well, we went on the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Which is historically accurate. It's my favorite ride at Disney. And the idea of Tortuga as a kind of lawless land where, you know, drink and um, pleasures abound is, is absolutely true. But like you said, there really wasn't a lot of that stuff that they were allowed to take with them on ship because this was a business. Yeah, you had to be ready to fight. And like if they came across, like if they came across a ship to plunder or if someone tried to attack them and everyone was drunk they would be destroyed. So, like, they had to stay battle-ready, like you said, and that included sobriety. So, like, it's just amazing to me, like, when you think about all the things that you think about pirates doing, if they did that while they were sailing, they all would be sunk all the time. Because they'd be like, oh, we should have planned for this. Yeah, you wouldn't last very long. No. Really at all. Yeah. Anything else? Um... Well, so here's here's the last thing I want to talk about is just the idea of kind of like the freedom and the and the open water. No, you're looking at me funny. No, no, I, I you say what you're going to say, and then I'll say what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Which means I won't be listening to what you're going to say. Yeah. No, I will. I will. That's marriage. Um, I. <laughs> I love you so much. Active listening. <sighs> so you really get the sense from reading about a lot of the the history behind piracy as kind of like this uh, this manifest destiny, like there are there are things to be seen and discovered and conquered, and I mean, certainly we have a romanticized version, but these people were doing the best that they could, and I think that that's a really great lesson for us to take as far as like etiquette and manners, and they were all trying to just you know do their thing and work together and and be productive members, whether that was you know with the law or without it. Now, what I was going to say, and I'm so glad that you used the word romanticized, because what I was going to say is that we have romanticized pirates in this way of like, oh, how fun. And we talk about like this code that surprisingly is very full of etiquette. But also they were pirates, and it's not like, you know what, they were nice. They weren't. They did terrible things to people, especially women, and they're not great. 
They're just not bad in the way that we think, but they're also not fun in the way that we think. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to do it for us. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, how many of you, this is the first time hearing a Schmanners episode? Nice. Oh, excellent. Did you find us incredibly charming? Of course you would say that here. Oh, my. Um, you can find all of our episodes at MaximumFun.org or your podcatcher, whatever that might be. Um, we are on, uh, we're on Twitter, at SchmannersCast. You can email us, uh, SchmannersCast at gmail.com. With your suggestions for episodes, which we love to get, please do. And there's also a Schmanners Facebook group called Schmanners Fanners. It's an entirely run, fa- it's an entirely fan-run Facebook group. So there's a lot of really great discourse and discussion about manners going on. Are any of you going to New York Comic Con? A few, a few. Okay, uh, at New York Comic Con on October 6th, we're doing a Schmanners show that is also a Travis and Friends show that will include Janet Varney, uh, Samus the Rapper, uh, Paul and Storm, who you might know, Jonathan Colton, Jean Grey, Jean Grey, Quelly Chris, uh, Brent Black, uh, Courtney Enlow, The Double Clicks. Uh, it's pretty laden with amazing people. You can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash NYCC. Um, so we're going to go away for a bit now, and then in about 15 minutes, some young upstarts called the McRoy Brothers are going to be out here. So let's do our bit. What? Let's do our end bit. We will. Okay, all right. Okay, we'll do our end bit, um, and that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. This is a lovely auditorium in Orlando. You've been amazing. So join us again next time. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.